Did you know that the inventor of Pringles is buried in a Pringles can? What? I didn't need to hear that. I thought you were telling me something important. Well, you need to hear this. Welcome to You Need Need to Hear This. Join me, Sohana, and Belinda as we talk about all things uni advice, uni experiences, and uni challenges. Come along as we navigate the complexities of uni and talk about all of what we have learned. Join us every Saturday for a new episode of You Need to Hear This. Hello guys, welcome to You Need to Hear This. You're listening to Radio Paul's The Sound of NUS. I'm Suhana. And I'm Belinda. And welcome back, guys. Yay! Oh my gosh, second last episode. Oh no. Yeah. We hope you're all doing well. I know mm-hmm. week nine, man, that's a tough time. All these yes. applications are going out for internships, but you have schoolwork to do at the same time. I feel like balancing all of that is really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like everyone um is having a tough time so maybe we can like push through together you know suffer yeah, we got this suffer guys we got this. yes like just now belinda <laughs> and i were talking about how many submissions we have and we were like it's okay you know like we can do it and i also think like semester two is just worse for some reason oh, yes like, we're not rested enough so we're all just kind of tired and then Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, today we wanted to talk a little bit about portfolio building and the things that you can include in your resumes and CVs, what CCAs we did, how to incorporate your internships, how to look out for these things. And um, I think in the last couple of years, Belinda and I have tried our fair share of random things that we've included in our resume. Mm-hmm. So, um, Belinda, what do you, I mean, this is a big question, but... <sighs> How do you first get started on thinking about your resume? Like, how do you know where to where to start? Um. Okay. So, as a business major, I feel like this is a very big topic for a lot of people. Like, um, especially since I came from Bali, right? Um, this was one of the main concerns that a lot of people had before they even like graduated. It was like around year two when people started even like talking about it because our school was like talking about how important it was to like build up your resume and basically just how to format your resume I feel like that's a very big thing and then um so I started with obviously like getting a few internships but I feel like my first ever like real internship was like for my final year in poly which I would say I'm very fortunate to have because I know a lot of people came from JC and they didn't have like the internship experience and um because of that they their portfolio is like kind of not as well structured or like not as beefed up when they came into like right yeah yeah when they came into university when i could like choose you know like Mm -hmm. from a wide wider range of internship because i had the experience yeah yeah and because of that i feel like i also knew better about like what i'm studying because i actually applied it so yeah I guess that's how I went about it but I guess for me it was more of uh oh the school really helped me get pushed me to get an internship and that's where I started yeah yeah no I think like I like what you mentioned about how doing these internships actually helped you with what you were studying because I think that's like the first thing I wanted to say about like whatever portfolio you decide to create or what type of resume you create like I do think it's important to start it before uni, specifically for that reason. 
like it's so helpful having like a general understanding of what the industry is like or you know maybe understanding a little bit more about what you're interested in before you actually start it and i agree with you like it is kind of difficult i had done i did one internship before joining uni but it was like a little random like i just um so i had basically subscribed to a newsletter of this um it was like a non-profit organization and i just like had subscribed to their newsletter i don't even know how i just knew that and then i think once at the end of the newsletter they said something that they were like looking for writers so i just emailed them in and i was like you know like i love interviewing and that at that time i didn't know what i was saying okay <laughs> so i just kind of said like i love interviewing cuz cuz this page um like this site it was a non-profit that worked with families of dementia care patients mm-hmm. so um it was kind of like providing tips and services for these families and it was also sharing personal stories like anecdotes and stuff so i just kind of said like oh you know i enjoy writing i like reading you know i think just the most random things in this oh no <laughs> and then the the person who i emailed she was like how about we have like a little meeting Ooh. and the thing is cuz this was such a small non-profit you know like the team was so tiny it was like four people so like it it was actually crazy to think about it like every couple of months she would be like oh yeah you can take on this role and you can take on this position so doing it at the same time as high school was really really difficult but like I don't know. I, I, to me, I loved it because when I graduated, I actually had an internship under my belt, and that just made me feel really good. And I know, like, when I come came to uni, I realized that it was actually really common. Like, I knew guys who had done like every summer they did an internship and they did some research, and I was like, okay, well, like that's a bit much. Like, a lot of people don't do that, but like in my high school, I didn't see it all as often. So I enjoyed writing about it in my resumes and in my college applications. I think that's another big thing. It's like you can use these things for your college apps. So I thought that was nice. Like even though at when I was at the internship, I literally thought it was like fake it till you make it. Like I was acting like I knew whatever I was doing. I was leading with confidence. I had no clue what I was saying. I was like 16, but you know what? I did it. Um so I think things like that you're a bit like whoa how the hell did I do it but I do think it sets you up for the kind of stuff you get involved in when uni actually starts mm-hmm. and in uni you have so many more opportunities like it's very different to before uni Yes yes I and it's like so true because I feel like there's a lot like constantly we receive in our NUS email for NUS peeps you all know this the talent connect emails every, every week day. Every yeah, day Yeah every day no actually not even every week it's like every day like Suhana said Yeah it's like endless i feel like there's a lot of opportunities once you come into uni so at the same time as like we are stressing on getting internship experience before university i feel like you can if you want to rest or like if you feel like oh you are do you don't have the qualifications to get like a internship don't stress too much about it because you will definitely have the chance in university yeah, yeah. and also i feel like okay as important as building portfolio goals like i feel like Mm, because I don't know. I was talking about this with my friend the other day. Because like a lot of us, they took a gap year, right? Uh. So uh, a lot of them are taking up internships or like legit positions in companies. Like some of them oh, are like wow. marketing ag- executives and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed hearing about that. <laughs> I could never. Yeah, right. And they are like fresh out of poly, and they have to like run the whole team. You know what I mean? Like it's just not. Not fun. Not I fun. I heard that and I was like, how do you even do that? I feel like I barely learned anything. And if you want to rest or if you want to do something more volunteerish or like yeah. just 
harness your interest or something, um, it's fine because we are going to be working for the rest of our lives anyway. Exactly. You know? Like, you don't yeah. need to work every summer, every winter break. It's yeah. fine to take a break. Yeah, and um, I feel like this isn't stressed like enough but I feel like getting sufficient rest before you even join university is an important thing because if not you'll burn out very fast yeah um no I think because you and I are speaking from a perspective of like we finished our high school in JC and then we started uni just like two months later you know so I think for Mm -hmm. us like having that rest period was really important because we had like been slogging so hard but I do know that I think is it JC that you get like six months off before you start Mm -hmm. uni right like you have quite a big gap so I think in that, like from some of my JC friends, they thought it was like the best thing to work. Like some of them enjoyed just doing oh. like barista or like not related to their course jobs. But a lot mm-hmm. of them also said, like I think one of my friends, because we also graduated in COVID, right? So she said she found a remote internship at one of the ministries, like Ministry of <gasps> Health, the Ministry of Education. And she said she did very little work, but... She got like a lot of experience. She got a lot of advice from like the the exper- like the um experienced workers there. And she said it really added to her resume. And she's majoring in like history or something along those lines. So to her, like getting that experience of being in like a con like a, you know, like an institution type of thing was really, really nice. And since it was remote, she was just like having the best time. She was doing the rest, she was like preparing for uni, she was doing this stuff. So I think if you could find things like that, like especially if you have a six-month gap. Maybe take a couple months to work on something and then, you know, take the rest of the time to travel, to do what you love. But I also think your job should be something you love. I don't know. Yes, yes. Or even if it's not, okay, even if it's something that you think you like, but then as you went on in like further into that internship and you decided that, oh, you don't like it anymore, I think it's perfectly fine to um, either leave or either just like stay and realize that, oh, you're not going to want to take that in university. Just stick it so, out, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess I'm coming from, like, a very privileged yeah, position. Yeah, I think, I think both I of us are saying that when we're like, follow your interests, woo. Yeah, I, I guess because we are, like, um, privileged enough to say that our job, like, our industry that we want to go to is not that um, hard set on the qualifications. Like, I know finance, you have to have a degree before you go into, like... Exactly, Yeah, yeah. so... Um, no definitely for any listeners out there like if you're like I think you should do the research on your own yes. field and your own industry yeah. first like if you're going into science if you're going into something that requires like a research background or that requires internship mm-hmm. experience start early yeah, yeah. like do whatever you can during high school ask your teachers ask your professors how can I get anything done you know participate in any little thing but you know Belinda and I are speaking from an industry where the more experience the better so for us, I guess we're not as stressed out about it. But I mean, that being said, I do think like you and I have some of the busiest days. Really? I don't know. I feel like I... I mean, you with your German program, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, I feel like a lot of people um think that I'm very swamped. But I, I don't know why. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm still okay, like... Yeah, I'm stretched, but stretched to a comfortable amount. Wow, I love it. I think it's more like as compared to the average yeah. freshman. Like, I wasn't doing that no, when I was a but freshman. like, so many people are overloading. Um, Yeah, and I... Oh, my gosh. Let me talk about this, like, one thing I've seen in class. <laughs> because, like, I was so intimidated. You're in business, man. Business kids kind of scary. Yeah, they are very, very scary. Because, like, one time during lecture, or, like, was it tutorial? I... Oh, it was sectionals. Okay, I feel like oh. other um, 
degrees might not know what sectional is because I was like talking to my friends from um fast the other day or was it fast or was it like oh, I forgot her degree oh my well, gosh I'm so sorry no, but we, we did, I don't know what sectionals is ah. please and <laughs> <Okay>. like <laughs> so sectionals are like um basically tutorials plus lectures combined but there's like 50 people ish so it's like a small lecture but it's formatted in a tutorial way I don't know whether that makes sense yeah, no, I get it. And you guys talk about, like, general lecture content, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, one time I was in, like, sectionals. And then um, we were doing Zoom because, like, some some um. kids didn't, couldn't join online. I mean, couldn't join offline on campus. So, like, this one um, guy, he, he was, like, talking to my teacher. And then he was, like, saying, oh, um, yeah, I'm the one who emailed you because I have an... I'm on an internship now and I can't go to campus. And then, oh my god, yeah. And the teacher was like, "What? Like your boss lets you attend classes during work timing?" Dude, a lot of people do that. Wait, it's legit? Crazy. Like the more and more I take like level two K or three K modules, mm-hmm. oh my goodness! And it's always can I just say it's always the classes that are a little business related. Like last semester, I took a class on intercultural communication Mm -hmm. and that like one of the aspects of it was business communication and there was this guy there who was non-stop at work okay (gasps) anytime we texted him he was like sorry i'm at work sorry i'm at work lectures sorry i'm at work tutorials sorry i'm at work meetings sorry i'm at work and we were just like but i mean he did a lot of work but he was a typical business person oh no you know do his work finish his work in his own time and then come and we were like okay ready Mm -hmm. and then even now i'm taking a media law class Mm -hmm. And the other day, I was in my tutorial group, and I was like, guys, do you have any ideas? And no one said anything. And then one guy was like, sorry, I've been at work. I don't know what the professor said. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, it does keep happening. And obviously, it's great. Like, these guys are balancing school and internships at the mm-hmm, same time. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed. But I don't know. Sometimes it does kind of get on my nerves because this, the, the people who I've had in my groups who have been these people – have just not been the most compromising. They've been very much like, I'm on work. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not my fault that yes, you are yes. at work right now. I so but, get it. Um, yep. Sorry, I think we went on a little tangent about work. But <laughs> yeah, like, it is possible to work at the same time as school. Mm-hmm. And definitely, if you're coming from an industry where you need to do that. I know one of my friends, he switched majors. So he felt very left behind. Oh. So he was like, I need to work any second I get. And I'm like, yeah, like, of course. Yeah, I think that's it. valid. Um, but it's gonna be difficult. Like, mm-hmm. really, it, it's tough. Yeah, because like the switch and the whole like learning curve, I feel like he might have a lot of difficulty. But as long as he steps up and like, yeah, yeah, it's your it's, if it's what you are passionate about, you will step up. So like, don't worry too much about like learning curves and stuff. Just do whatever you want to do. You know, just. Believe once, guys. Believe once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was that was nice, Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break, mm-hmm. and we'll see you after the break to talk more about internships, CCAs, finding your passion, and all that. Yeah. So we'll see you guys. See you. Welcome back to You Need to Hear This. So in hi, hi. <laughs> so hello, in, welcome back, guys. Yep. Yeah, so in this talk set, we'll be talking about 
CCAs and internships and basically how to go about like building up your portfolio or like the experiences we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Belinda, what's like your favorite thing on your resume? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I mentioned it briefly in the first talk set. It has to be my um polytechnic um internship. I yeah. feel like mine was very special. Okay, I okay, I'm this is this exudes like I'm not like other girls vibes, but like no, <laughs> oh, I no. swear it's not. I swear it's like it was very interesting for me because I was working in a student agency. So oh. yeah, so it was fully run by students and lecturers or like profs are not involved at all it's like legit a hands-off policy yeah and only um two lecturers who are like marketing lecturers because my specialization then was marketing um were involved and they were just like approve our work and send it out oh yeah and then um i feel like i really learned a lot because as you know in an agency you can like do a wide range Mm -hmm. of things like it doesn't have to be limited to oh digital marketing or oh like uh, SEO articles and all that stuff. I did like a wide right. range of stuff. So I really like that and I'm really proud of that because um, it was a really challenging time for me. I feel like I cried like my lifetime's oh, worth no. of tears. Yeah, it was so tough. Yeah, because um, I, I think I had a really hard time because two of my um, colleagues who were my friends, I mean not my friends, my batchmates, um, they didn't really like pull their weight and I no yeah and they were all like because basically it's a student agency that's under our school right so the A is pretty much confirmed like that was like oh. the theory you know so both of them didn't feel like they had to pull their weight they just like did a minimum effort and then they left they, they left early every day oh my and, god yeah and me and my friend sometimes had to burn the midnight oil till like 1 or 3 a.m and then like Oh, we also stayed in the office on the days that we went to the office. Oh, uh, we stayed till like nine, and then our lecturer, oh, our yeah, our supervisor would come in and he would be like, "Why you guys are still here?" And we're like, "Yeah, we are." But then we're like laughing about it, but oh, it will be it's like dying inside. But yeah, it was really fun because I did it with my friend, so we like pulled through together. We carried the uh, agency on our back, and we're <laughs> I'm like, so proud of you. Yeah, "Thank you." I so mean, much. that's like a great insight into the real world. You know, like mm-hmm. you were kind of thrown into the deep end with that experience but I'm, I'm sure you learned a lot yeah and also I feel like it's very reflective of a lot of group projects like oh yeah I don't think like Suhana mentioned just now I don't think you can expect everyone to pull an equal weight in group projects if you get like a group project where everybody pulls their weight then I would say wow you're really fortunate wow, like, good job yeah yeah because everyone's gonna have like their own lives and their own schedules like even even for me and Suhana right now it's very difficult for us to coordinate our schedules because we are so busy mm-hmm. but I know that we are always here to support each other, which is, like, really nice. Yeah. No, you're right. Finding that in a team is not that common. Yeah. And I think that's that's maybe one of the things that I always, that kind of stress me out about, like, internships and things like that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Because, like, in internships, everyone's kind of on their own path. Oh, Whereas yes. in school, it's like, yeah, everyone's taking this module. Everyone wants a good grade. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like you mentioned, those guys really couldn't care less. So right. you just kind of had to pick up for them. Yeah, and I feel like in an internship, it's more like, um, hmm, I don't know how to say this. It's more like less of a group project. It's more like as an intern, you're just here to be a sponge. You're like absorbing oh, all the information. Yes. Yeah, and helping with whatever you can rather than like, oh, we are all working together. We are all equals and contributing ideas. So I feel like that dynamic would 
throw some people off. But I feel mm. like as a newbie, maybe you should come in with that attitude, you know, like ready to learn. And I guess ready to accept whatever job comes to you, you know. Cause, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think like there's like a reputation that like, oh, interns are the ones that bring the coffee and stuff. And yeah, like we do. But interns mm-hmm. are also supposed to be those ones who like are the first people in office, the last people to leave, the first mm-hmm. person to say yes, the one who's always on their phone checking on messages. Because it's yep, true. Yep. Like when you're at when you're as an intern, when you're not like in a proper position, you have that kind of responsibility to the company, which is like, oh, you need me to get like some administrative work done instantly. Like, yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. Like you have to have that kind of yes man attitude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, you shouldn't take um you shouldn't be taken for granted. Like, yes. you know, now there's, like, a big movement about how unpaid internships are, like, slave labor. <laughs> like, that's oh just, like, gosh. something that's been going around, which I agree. I don't think, mm-hmm. like, unless, you know, it's, like, you really need it for your resume or, like, you know, you're in a tough spot. I still do think, like, you have enough value that you should get paid. But, yes, yeah, definitely. I think, like, as an intern, you kind of have to understand you're not all that. Like, you know, you are just a very, 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 very small cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know. I think it's just something that, uh, like, you know, like I came from a really small school. So, you know, we were always in like smaller groups. You know, we had a very close relationship with the teachers, things like that. But then when I, like, apart from this nonprofit, when I did my first real internship, I was like, there's so many people. The CEO is so big. Everything is so big. Like I got really, really <laughs> overwhelmed, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. On, on the topic of like underpayment, like underpaying um, interns, I feel like it's a very big thing in business, especially because I've been looking for um, internships and oh my gosh, like whenever I chance upon internships, it's like they're paying like $300 or like $200. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, you guys, okay, this is a very important thing that I've learned like in poly, but like, Whenever my lecturers told us to look for internships for ourselves, right, they said that you should not accept anything lower than eight hundred. Like I the, agree. Yeah, the minimum that you That's have like to accept. That's like minimum wage, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, right. And like the minimum you you have to accept, like minimum, like legit. If you think that oh, eight hundred is like too high, or you don't have like the qualifications to to like deserve the eight hundred, which I doubt you will say that after you start taking the job because you're gonna start doing a lot of administrative yeah. work. You're gonna put in a lot of hours. Yeah, but they said the minimum is six hundred. But if any lower than that, they are like underpaying you. Don't do it. Yeah, it's not that's worth like it. Illegal. No, even mm-hmm. eight hundred. Like if you say you work twenty days, right? Mm-hmm. Forty dollars a day, like as compared to minimum wage. It's just, it's just not a lot. Like, especially right. if you work, like, eight hours. Like, $5 an hour, you would definitely get paid more if you do, like, a minimum wage job. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. barista, F&B, that type of stuff. So, even to that, like, me, that's still a bit much. But still, I do think, like, you kind of need to know your worth. Like, where you are in yes. the ladder of things. But yes. I definitely think that's, like, that's something important. I remember the first time I got paid, I was like, oh, no, no, it's fine. But then later, I was like, no, like, you did a lot of work. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's just a little, like, kind of mental thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we move on <laughs> to, like, CCAs and how yeah. important it is to get CCAs that build up portfolios? So... Oh, my God, I love CCAs. <laughs> yeah, same, like, same. I love CCAs. Uh-huh. Yeah, we are coming from, like, a Radio Pulse perspective where we were yes, both hello, like... Yes, hello, Radio Pulse, my love. Yes. No, really, really like, it's, like, I, like, I've kind of now shaped myself. Like, the other day I was working on my resume 
And I was like filling up the additional information bit. And I was like, what do I want to say? Because, you know, like, I think my interests have changed. What I really want to do in a job has changed. And a lot of times when I write these like job applications, it's mostly like a tiny paragraph about myself. And then my resume, right? Mm -hmm. So in the tiny paragraph, I was like, what do I want to do, you know? And I realized I really do think I want to go into like content creation, be that <gasps> yes. digital or like written, right? Exactly. So then mm-hmm. when I when I create my resume, it kind of has to support that content creation thing. So Radio Pods is ideal because mm-hmm. like this is my only form of like when I'm making audio content, like I'm making a podcast or a radio show. And then, you know, you also have like video content, you have written pieces. Yes. So I think... It's possible to find CCAs that will support your job, even if you think it's like it's not. Like to me, I didn't think because I don't know. Whenever people say CCAs, in my mind, it's like oh, she does dance or oh, she does mm, football yes, or yes. something like that. Like to me, I was like, how will football help me? And like I agree, when I did football in school, like things like that, yeah. But there are so many more CCAs that you can take to actually help your portfolio, like in the long run, which you may not think it does. Mm-hmm, yeah, especially in NUS, I feel like there's a lot of degree specific CCAs. Like, oh, so many. Yeah, especially for business, there's like finance, there's like entrepreneurship, there's everything. Okay, don't worry about finding a CCA that helps build up your portfolio. But at the same time, I feel like. CCAs, maybe if you are someone who already beefed up your portfolio to like a certain extent, um, then it shouldn't be something that you stress on too much, like to make it match up to your portfolio or like insist on having it to beef up your portfolio, you know what I mean. Like Exactly. Yeah, and um I remember talking to my um SGR one thousand um <laughs> tutor. I don't know I don't know um what is the name of STR one thousand? Is it like career preparation or something? I I I, I forgot. But like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I love that module. Um, I was talking oh. to my um tutor then. Um, he is the, I think he was like an advisor for like Samsung. Like he teaches Samsung. Oh wow. Um, dot, dot management. Yeah, how to like conduct themselves and all that stuff, and. I just was really intrigued by whatever he was teaching because, like, he went from, like, having part-time jobs of feeding and taking care of stables in, like, wherever, whichever part of US he was at. Yeah, and um, basically being, like, very poor, um, broke college student who only had, like, popcorn every day to, like, this. I was like, wait, how how did he do that? Yeah, so... um, he was talking about how CCAs, yeah, it's important to have it to like build up your portfolio. But at the same time, you can just take whatever you have from the, your CCA that you love. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like portfolio specific. It, it just has to be something you enjoy. And then just apply it to whatever job you're applying for. Like for example, like I want to be a insurance agent. And then, yeah. and then I'm I have a football CCA. Then I'll say, oh, um, I've learned that resilience and like Ooh. coping with like rejection. So that will make me like. Oh my god, I love that. Right, right. So like, it's just seeing how your like CCA how you will fit. It. Yeah, it will fit into your portfolio. So don't because yeah, I think that's a big thing. I learned even when I was doing my college applications because my dad like he knows a lot about like he like his work is like to do with like advice and like consultation and stuff like that and a lot of it is to do with like the um like the academic industry so he knew like you know what schools look for that type of stuff and he always yeah and he and he does like business coaching so he's always about like 
they look for skills, you know, mm-hmm. like they don't need you to have a specific experience. They want you to develop the skill. Now that yes. skill can be collaboration. It can be communication. It can be resilience, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I think a big thing, I think I mentioned this earlier when we were, I was talking about that skills test, when it said like my biggest skill was being a communicator, but yeah, like, <laughs> I think it's about finding those skills. Mm-hmm. So of course, like finding CCAs that are related to your field, like radio pulse to me is technically the ideal CCA in related to my field but you don't have to only do this like to me I took radio pods because I absolutely love it like I love what we're doing right now but I know there's so many other things that I want to do that has nothing to do with my field like Mm -hmm. if I was a singer okay I'm not (laughs) but if I was a singer then like I don't need to have to prove that oh yeah I did singing because of this you can literally just do singing because you love it and I think Mm -hmm. That's a big thing I've heard from employers as well is that they want to see a person that's an actual person. (laughs) Like they want to see you do things. Like of course, try to link it and say that it taught me certain skills. But you could also just be like, I love it. It's my passion and I like it, you know? Like I have a friend, she's in like biomedical research basically. And like that's her field. But she is an avid baker, okay? She makes all of our birthday cakes and she just loves it. And I always tell her like, you know, include it in your resume. You can, I mean, maybe make something because she does have experience in that. So I want to kind of show that, you know, she has a background in something. And she's like, no, why would they want to see me as a baker? And I'm like, because that that gives you personality, you Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it just gives you something about. I also do agree that like, if you're coming from a very scientific or like business, as we mentioned, your resumes may not have the space for this type of fluff. But definitely like from a fast perspective, I've seen a lot of resumes where they bring up like random things that they've done because Ooh. it's not random actually. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like this is one, another like, how to say, tip that was given by my STR 1000 coach. He said that yeah. your last line in your resume is what gives you personality. You know, like what yes. I wrote, I remember very distinctly because, oh no, what my coach wrote, he wrote that he got, he survived a, a robbery or something. Oh man. And he helped like in that situation or something like that. I totally forgot. But like it's been so long. Um, I say I this as it's like just a few months like ago, but I'm so sorry. My memory is like dory. But No no. Yeah, but like um for for mine, I remember writing that like, I'm a dedicated cat butler. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like See, I love things like that. Like I honestly hate how much emphasis people put on resumes and like for anyone listening. This is not like a resume building workshop. Okay, we are mm-hmm. we are not trying to show yeah, you how to build your resume. Yeah. We we're are like the last share. people to do that. I don't really. We're just trying to share like our tips that we've accumulated in the years. Because mm-hmm. like now, you know, Belinda's going to start her second year. I'm going to start my third. We've all done internship applications. We've mm-hmm. applied for our exchange, which even required like a mini portfolio. So <gasps> it does? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to mention a couple CCAs, a little bit of a personal statement. So it's it's like a mini portfolio in a sense. Ooh, I But see. honestly, like, throughout life, you're going to have moments like this. People mm-hmm. are going to ask you about your interests. People are going to ask you what you've done. So for yeah. anyone listening, like, don't be disheartened if you feel like you haven't found it. There are so many resources around you. Like, one thing I wanted to mention was, like, I think Telegram groups have really saved me. Like, mm-hmm. someone, I searched, someone said, like, oh, search talent sg or something like that and i was like i'm not talent like i don't really know what they meant and they're like no no no, talent sg just has anything in the media industry so it could be like being um like a like an assistant director it could be feeling they send up things about like oh like new york times is having a writing competition this one is having like a film competition so things like that i think you can find everywhere if you really search like 
what film competitions are coming up what is this like in in the pipeline i think telegram groups are really helpful online it's really helpful but like don't be upset if you think like you don't have enough on your resume i think it a lot of it it's like not what you've done but like how you showcase what you yes done. yes definitely especially since um there's a lot of emphasis placed on being like a holistic like mm, individual holistic. right now yeah Ooh, yes the big word yeah well-rounded <laughs> yeah i feel like don't stress too much on like getting qualifications although yeah i feel like a lot of people will say um the only way you'll get employed is like three ways experience grades and also connections but like oh, really did they say that in business it's like the biggest thing i hear i've heard it everywhere and i'm oh, like gosh. yeah i'm like yeah at the same time it's a lot of luck I don't know. I feel like you shouldn't stress too much on getting these three things. It will work out if you come down to it. Like, mm-hmm. for now, you're still a student, you know. It's not like, okay, if you're a year three or year four, I guess it will be completely different because by then you have to, like, worry about employment and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, it's important to build out your portfolio, but don't don't stress so much on it that it harms you like mentally or um you just sacrifice things that you you just need to enjoy as a student like your social life and everything yep like you're a student especially if you're balancing school at the same time Mm -hmm. i really don't want you to take this so to heart like of course jobs and stuff are important but at the end of the day you're much more important yeah yeah. so i know we've been giving a lot of like advice about school and ccas and things you can do Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day just like take care of yourself take a break Mm -hmm. you're good you're fine and you will be fine like a lot of us the experiences that have come to us have just been so random and out of the blue you know so like just hold on to that hope that that's gonna happen for you Mm -hmm. and just keep your eyes open for it Mm -hmm, yeah so this will be the end of our episode today thank you for listening to you You need need to hear hear this this. (laughs) thank you so much guys i'm suhana i am belinda and you're listening to radio pals the sound of nus We'll see you next week for our final episode. Oh, so sad. (laughs) See you guys. Have a great week. See you. Have a great week.